Welcome to the Level Up Bariatrics Podcast. If you want to feel motivated, prepared, and excited for your weight loss surgery journey, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Whitney Gibson, a bariatric dietitian who has helped hundreds of people succeed with weight loss surgery. Are you ready to do the same? Let's go. Okay, today we have Serena, and I'm so excited to talk to Serena. She's a good talkative girl, and I love meeting with her. Every time I talk to her, we have really great conversations. Um, She's doing very well after surgery. Um, She's actually about 13 months post-op. Um, she will share with you some of her, you know, her experiences and, you know, things that, um, she's learned throughout this entire process. Um, Serena's highest weight was 379 and she's lost approximately 81 pounds since surgery. So she's still going after it. And I know Serena, last time we had a great conversation about where you wanted your mind to be and how you wanted to approach, uh, you know, the rest of your journey, but say hello to everybody. Glad to have you. Hello. Good afternoon. I did want to make one correction. My highest weight actually was 397. Okay. Did I read that backwards? Jeez. Just a little bit. 397. So even better. Okay. So she's, she's got a long way to go and she's got a lot of goals, right? And you're going to kind of, um, I kind of want to ask you, you know, I don't, I don't have this on your list of questions, but you know, what are your future goals? You know, where do you want to go from here? But we'll tack that on to the end, but I'm going to go through my list of questions that I usually ask my, ask my patients because we always have different answers. So I tend to keep the questions the same because everybody has different experiences, but starting with the first one, I want you to tell us your why behind deciding to have weight loss surgery. Absolutely. My why behind deciding to have weight loss surgery. Well, I've been overweight my whole life, (laughs) Um, but I reached a point last year where um, I went to a medical appointment and the doctor with all of the underlying health conditions that I had, the doctor told me that I had the health of a 67 year old and I'm, I'm not 40 yet. And the doctor, you know, told me that he was very afraid for what my future looked like, you know, in the next several years, given all of the um, comorbidities that I had going on. So that was my why. Because That's scary I to hear. To live. It is very scary, very scary to hear. Okay. So what, where you said you've been overweight all your life. So what, how, how were, describe your past weight loss struggles or weight struggles. When did they begin that? Like, what's the first memory of you being overweight and, you know, what did you kind of do in terms of diet, exercise, medical weight loss or whatever to kind of combat that prior to surgery? Absolutely. I have been overweight since I was a child. My earliest memory of being overweight was actually about first grade. Um, I was wearing like the junior, junior sized clothing Mm -hmm. and I was six. So I was, you know, already kind of in bigger clothes. And I just remember my grandmother saying like, you shouldn't be wearing this size already. And so I went on, you know, got to, um, about fifth grade, I remember being 165 pounds in fifth grade. We did one of those, you know, the presidential fitness tests and they were outweighing us and having us do our sit and reach. And I remember the PE coach, you know, calling out my weight and all the classmates like, oh my gosh, you know, so um, I've had the weight struggle since I was very young. Um, the, actually, the current weight I am right now is what I was in middle school. Wow. Um, and then, 
Yeah. And so by the time I graduated high school, I was well over 300 pounds. So how did that affect you? Did that affect you or did you feel it affected you emotionally growing up? Like, how did you deal with that? And what do you think, you know, how's that connected to now? I mean, I think it affected me in every way growing up emotionally, you know, physically, socially. I think it had every kind of um, effect you could think of. You know, kids are very cruel. Kids are not nice. Um, I definitely had friends and I was able to, you know, engage socially, but I definitely was um, picked on a lot. Kids didn't, you know, understand, you know, why I was the size I was. And even some adults, I remember many adults saying, you know, making comments about, you know, my size and my weight and, you know, what it must mean and all of these um, different things. And definitely, you know, emotionally wanting to be that average child that could participate in things. Um, There's many things I remember growing up not being able to do. Like I couldn't do a lot of the stuff in PE. I never got to participate in the different road run activities. Matter of fact, I remember having a PE coach in about um, elementary school. I want to say it was like fourth or fifth grade. I wanted to do like the road run. And he was like, well, you, you know, you'll never make it through that. And I wasn't allowed to participate. So, oh my gosh. Um, so I've had a lot of experiences, you know, just emotionally, physically, and socially, just from being um, overweight for my whole life. Yeah. And you said something that kind of stuck out to me. And this is what really gets under my skin is there's the stigma of the why, you know, why is someone overweight? And God knows you were in first grade. I mean, it's not like you did that to yourself. You know, this is obesity is very much, you know, a genetic thing too. And um, just a lot of people, or I would say the majority of people in this world do not understand obesity. I don't even think half the practitioners out there understand obesity, but you know, when you see things firsthand, you know, when you're dealing with the weight loss surgery population, um, you know, me even being in office, the amount of years that I was and listening to people's stories, it's like no one story is the same. Yeah. A small percentage of people probably had uncontrolled eating, but that for the most part, that was not the issue. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And many people don't, you know, realize that. Yeah. It's, it's just that stigma that we have to get rid of, which will probably never happen, but we can try, right? We can work towards it. Yeah, girl. Well, that's why I'm doing this. So, okay. So what's been the hardest thing you think in terms of habits, eating behaviors, exercise, you know, the changes that are required to succeed with weight loss surgery, what's been the hardest for you to either start, adopt, keep going with, consistently do whatever? Oh goodness. There's been so many things to adapt to. Like it's, (laughs) it's like such a whole, whole lifestyle change. I think, um, First and foremost, the mindset about eating, Mm -hmm. you know, you go through your, you go through your diet stages and you think, okay, you know, like, you know, right after surgery, of course you don't want to eat. Like it's, you're, you're not comfortable. Your stomach hurts and all of the things, but then once you're, you know, once you're healed and you know, you're back to normal, I think the biggest thing is the mindset shift of like, I really have to, you know, change my eating habits. Like I'm not on this, um, required liquid diet anymore. I can put whatever I want to put, you know, in my Mm -hmm. mouth. And I think that mindset shift of like, okay, now I'm now eating to live. I now need to be making sure that I'm making healthy choices. I now need to, you know, make sure that I'm eating the right amounts that I'm not overeating. I need to, you know, make sure I'm paying attention to when I'm full and not mindlessly eating. Mm -hmm. Um, Why am I going to eat this right now? Like, am I, am I really hungry? Am I eating this because I have two inches of room in my stomach and I feel like I should, you know, am I eating this because, you know, it's just there, like getting used to, um, you know, like, okay, I put this amount of food on my plate, you know, I'm full, you know, right now my stomach says, okay, I'm full. But like my mind says, like, 
this tastes really good and I want to finish it. So I think that big, the biggest change was like the mindset shift, um, you know, and just kind of like really checking yourself about why you're eating, when you're eating, if you're really hungry, am I just eating this because, you know, I want to, am I just eating this because I can. So being really mindful mm-hmm. of, of things and what's going on in your mind, you know, when you're deciding to eat, that was definitely a big shift and adjustment to um, get used to. Um, also, just getting used to kind of trying to keep up with like your day. Because, I mean, you do have all the nutritional um, requirements to meet. And I'm very much a person that works probably way too much. So um, being able to make sure that, like, you got all your protein in today. You know, you got all your fluids in today. Like, that whole mindset of, like, prior to surgery where I could just, like, eat something huge in the morning. And then, you know, at night just eat a huge meal. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that made up for my day. Like, that's no longer a possibility. So, like, if I missed, like, the biggest part of my day in meals, then I missed the biggest part of my day in um, nutrition that I needed. So being able to be mindful of like what my body needs and how I need to adjust my day to make sure that's met. Um, And then making time, you know, for exercise. And also I think um, with the exercise, changing my mindset about what's effective and not effective. I know for me prior to surgery, it was like, well, if I, you know, I I need to be able to do like these big, massive, long workouts and, you know, all of this stuff. And after surgery, I'm learning that like the important thing is to make sure that I've moved (laughs) every day, as opposed to like thinking in my head that, okay, if I only took a 30 minute walk today, that's not effective. That's not enough. No, it's, it's, it's good. You you did that. Like, as opposed to like, you know, I know I found myself for a little while, like skipping workouts, like, well, if I, can't get in you know this amount of time then I might as well not do it and that's not the reality like you need to be moving consistently you know with this with with you know with the surgery so Mm -hmm. you know taking yourself out of that space of feeling like oh you know if I don't get this whole however long in then it's not effective no like you need to just make sure you're getting yourself up and you're moving and I think you said it um when you said um the best exercise is the one you're actually going to do or yeah complete and and that was um meaningful for me to like okay like I got all these grand ideas but like what am I actually going to be able to effectively consistently do right and so all of those were like huge changes um for me post surgery yeah and I don't think it matters whether you've been through weight loss surgery or if you're a trainer and uh, I'm speaking through personal experience here so I am a trainer as well and I too struggle with that same mentality and you know I was leaving the gym this morning and I I was only there for maybe 25 minutes and I didn't necessarily kick my own ass but I really did a significant amount of exercise but I looked at the clock and I let that determine the, the success of my exercise for the day. And so people really do get in their own mind about, you know, time equates to quality or time equates to, you know, whether you're actually going to get, you know, um, results or not, but it's, it's not that it's, it, it is really, you know, trying to find exercise that you enjoy changing it up frequently. So you don't get bored. Uh, well, and so that you're working, you know, various muscle groups and really actually optimizing on exercise itself, but yeah, finding little things that, you know, you are actually going to do is where you have to start. So, and did you start any of this prior to surgery? I can't remember. I, I know I you did fiddled around did. with it at least. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did start, um, you know, being more cognizant of exercise and things 
prior to surgery. And that actually helped a lot to kind of already be in that mindset. And then I think after surgery, um, you know, you have that recovery period. Like I know I was like ready to move Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. (laughs) I was ready to do something again. So, so my mindset on activity definitely has changed. Perfect. Do you crave exercise now or like you really want to move? I do. I do. And I'm still like, even now, 13 months out, I'm still trying to find the right balance of like, when's the best time and, you know, what's the best, you know, way to get things done. And more so now, because now that I'm able to actually do more, like I have bigger goals as far as things I want to do physically. And those things require you know, training to get myself in a place, you know, of more stamina and more endurance and things Mm -hmm. like that. So it's like, I'm still trying to figure out like, what's going to be best for me to get enough um, in so that I can, you know, get my body to a certain point that it's able to kind of withstand the longevity of some of the things that I have planned for this year physically. Do you, uh, do you use a personal trainer? I do have a personal trainer and I also am involved in a group training as well. Um, so I do the personal trainer and then I also have a group training that I do, which is helpful because it um, kind of gives you some accountability. Right, yes, absolutely. And I recommend that to everybody because, you know, we we don't mind letting ourselves down, but then that just kind of spirals into this ugly, like you're digging yourself a hole and you're like, okay, I'm so ashamed. I don't want to get started again. And <laughs> you know? Right, right. But yeah, I, I do recommend getting some kind of a trainer or going to classes or, you know, making a gym buddy friend or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else was I going to ask you that wasn't on here? Oh, do you find it difficult to, you know, a lot of people kind of worry about eating too much, but really the case from my standpoint, whenever I'm meeting with my clients are, they're not eating enough. Do you find it difficult to reach your amount of calories that you should probably have on a daily basis? Well, that depends on whether I plan my meals out or not. If I plan my meals out, it's absolutely not hard because like everything's already together. If I, I've already calculated everything and really it's like a grab and go. Yeah. When I try to wing it, then I have issues where I'll either um, go over because I've picked up things thinking that, okay, this is, you know, this is protein, this is healthy enough. And then when I put it all in at the end of the day, like, oh snap, I just went over mm-hmm. or I don't get enough because like I just haven't properly planned so it's not it's actually not hard at all as long as I take the steps to prepare do you hear that everybody planning is key I talk about planning all the time do I not (laughs) you do you do and and it really is like it's just so good to just automate stuff like so you don't have to worry about it you know what you're having for breakfast you know what you're having for lunch you know you know what you're having for your midday I don't really call them snacks per se but like your little midday you know meals that you're gonna have like everything's already there like when I pack my bag for the day like everything's there and I can grab it in whatever order and I know what I you know I know what I have yeah and you know I don't really recommend yeah I do recommend people log their foods but it's even better if you plan ahead and you can kind of see roundabout where your calories are lying that way you don't have to go back and log like if you plan ahead of time and you ensure you eat everything or you drink everything you planned there's really not even a need to to log it unless you're just consistently not eating or drinking what you planned you know what I mean Right. I think it's easier that way. And you're helping yourself more that way too, rather than going backwards. Okay. Next question. How has this changed your relationship with your spouse, your friends, your family, both negative or positive, whatever you can think of? Well, I don't have a spouse, but I do have lots of friends and family. And honestly, um, 
my just my circle period has just been really really supportive like it's it's been a great um for the most part experience um i think me taking this step especially because i come from a family who you know really struggles with weight you know mm -hmm. across the board and you know we tend to gravitate to people with like you know similarity so i'm also surrounded by friends who also have struggles so it's kind of put me in a place of like being very supported but also having that opportunity to kind of inspire other people to hey you know get on board you know let's get our health together you know mm -hmm. so and then it's just a non-judgmental space as well so that like on days that i'm not doing my best or days that i have not made great choices um it's not a space where like oh you know you got that surgery and you're not doing right it's just like you know a very supportive like you know we understand that's great um, but get yourself back together um at the same time so like <laughs> I, I feel like my um my relationships have actually been great i know that some people have um situations where they end up um not having such great experiences but for me that has not been the case and i'm thankful for mm -hmm. that um, and I haven't had to, you know, necessarily be dishonest with anyone or, you know, feel like I have to keep it um, to myself because those that are, you know, closest to me are definitely very supportive, you know, of my process. So that's great. I mean, I've heard the direct opposite, you know, a few different times and I'm always curious, you know, who is your support system? Are they, are they actually supporting you? And, uh, you know, I've had patients who had friends that they lost over this because, you know, they've changed for the better and, the other friend is not willing to, you know, they're still in the same space that they were. So I'm really happy to hear that for you. That's great. Yes, definitely. So in terms of how to prepare for surgery or what to be ready for things that you could maybe think that you maybe weren't so ready for, what advice would you give others um, to be a little bit more prepared? Well, I think definitely um, people should be prepared for, um, the overall lifestyle change that mm -hmm. comes with this. And I think a lot of the, just the mental, the mental battle that comes with this, because there's a lot that comes to this mentally, not just, you know, food mindset, but just like, you know, going through um, just every part of the process, the surgery itself, um, getting used to your your body afterwards, going mm -hmm. through stalls, feeling like a failure, even dealing with being successful and, you know, the attention that brings. Like, I think right. the mental health piece of it, like, that is, like, key. I, I feel that, like, every person that's getting ready to undertake this journey, whether you've, you know, whether you have had mental health care or not, like, I feel like this is a great time to kind of start that so you have a safe place mm -hmm. to be able to process some of those things. I think definitely that. Um, I think beginning even before surgery to to change your relationship with food and your thoughts about food, not just, you know, to get through the diet stages and to get, you know, your surgery approval or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. but because this is like going to be like a full lifestyle change, getting used to um, paying attention to portion sizes, getting used to, you know, calculating out things, getting used to knowing, you know, what to do if you're craving something or, you know, what, what you can, um, substitute, you know, that'll be healthy for you getting used to those things, of course, getting prepared um, for um, an increased need for consistency um, in your exercising and making sure you have a plan for that. Like, I know, 
coming out of surgery, I was ready to go back to work, ready to get back to my life. But like, I didn't anticipate like what that was going to look like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I didn't look and like when I was like in a space of like, well, I absolutely have to, you know, have this time for exercise. So that was a whole lot to figure out. So being able to figure that out beforehand, like what changes do I need to make with my work schedule or, you know, how do I need to revamp my life with my family? Like, you know, how do I make sure that I'm making time, you know, to kind of take care of myself as I'm um, embarking on this surgery journey and this, you know, after the surgery process. So being, you know, ready for all of those um, different things, like your right. life totally changes. And I know it seems like like it's not as complicated, but it is. It's it's very complicated because like your life cannot ever be the same as it was before. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to be successful in making the changes. Right. Like you can't lackadaisically or willy nilly kind of think you're going to get through this process. Like there's plans and plans for the plans and plans for those plans if those plans don't work. <laughs> Backup kind plans, of, plan B, plan C. Right. Kinds of, of things. Um. And also just, um, I think, making sure that, you know, you're also planning for how you're going to consistently take your vitamins and all of those things. I had a little bout with with that was just mm -hmm. like not keeping up with that. Like, yeah, that I can be tough for specifically right. the vitamins, because a lot of people have, you know, toleration issues or it's just the regimen itself that they've chosen or, you know, you, you name it. There's a problem with most people. But, yeah, really trying to find something that really works for you and taking them at the same time every day to be regimented. That's huge. I'm glad you mentioned that. Right. Right. So that's a big thing. But well. in terms of overall preparing for surgery, you you already named it all, but I'm going to kind of sum it up because this is the way I did it when I worked for the office and this is the way I'll continue to do it. You know, I'll try to separate it into three different categories. Nutrition, start cleaning up your diet, you know, start to learn what, what foods are rich in protein, what foods are high in fiber for carbs, um, and then what are your healthy fats? So start cleaning up your diet, start eating smaller and more frequent meals. I mean, I just kind of like to summarize it in that way. But, and then you've got mindset really practicing some of those behaviors that you're going to be practicing after surgery, like start chewing your food to mush, start waiting two or three minutes in between each bite, just to see what that feels like. Start eating in more mindful settings instead of in front of the TV or distracted eating, eat at the table. So those are mindset examples. And then the third one is yes, getting into a good routine with exercise, or at least starting to experiment with what exercise is out there for me in the home, outside the home, outdoors, you know, you name it. So that's how I summarize it. You did a good job with it. I mean, you've always been pretty prepared and organized about your stuff. Yes, you work a whole lot and that's always going to be your struggle. But I mean, you're, you're still learning like how to live with this new, uh, you know, this entire new lifestyle. So I'm super proud of you. Thank you. I would also add another one, another preparation, mm -hmm. stop drinking while you're eating, like do that before surgery. Oh yeah. I have that <laughs> under my mindset one. I don't know why I wouldn't say oh, it's under mindset. Goodness. It's like mindful, but yeah. Anything right. that physically has to do with you eating and drinking. Yes. Cause it's not like you're just going to wake up overnight and be comfortable with that habit. <laughs> you know, everybody's going to try to not chug water. All. Yeah. That one's difficult. I know that's probably like top three difficult things to get used to, but well, anything else you want to add? Anything you want to talk freely about? Um, no, I mean, I guess I could just add like, you know, how this process has like really changed my life. I mean, I feel like I am, um, in a lot of ways, just happier and freer than I've ever been because I can do more. Um, I'm really into like obstacle st type stuff. Like I've always wanted to be athletic, but obviously my body was not 
allowing that mm-hmm. um with the heaviness that I had so like now I'm able to just be you know freely do things this year I'm planning to try to do um you know several um obstacle runs like mud runs and things like oh, that. I love that I was able to do my first one last year and like it was so exhilarating I also have some other physical things that I'm trying to do by the end of the year is I'm trying to do a skydive and I also want to do a zip line so can I go with you to all these things I don't know anybody who wants to do all this but I do (laughs) I do and I've already like secured my people and a parasailing I do also want to parasail so I've also I've already secured my um support people that are going to do these things with me I just have to keep myself on track so that I can get to the because each one of them has their own little weight limit yeah um so like trying to you know keep myself focused so that I can like achieve those as well as to do my physical stuff um and I wasn't able to do this stuff before so it's like been my goal and my dream um upcoming I'm hoping to um actually be able to go get on a roller coaster I know I can fit now like I know I can I just haven't had a chance to go do it um, I haven't ridden like fair rides or anything in years. So like my life right now is all about not necessarily trying to relive things, but trying to do things that like my body, you know, has for years not allowed me yeah. to do. It's amazing. So like that is like the benefit of this surgery is like just quality of life overall. Um, even, you know, like my diabetes is under control and, you know, those type things, like those things make this whole process meaningful. It's like you get your life back. Yeah. How many medications were you on prior to surgery? And then how many are you on now? Or have you been able to decrease, reduce, yes, eliminate? Yes, I am on, let me count. I'm only on two plus vitamins right now. Um, and awesome. I was on multiple. <laughs> I yep. was on multiple. So yes, I'm only on two um, plus my vitamins right now. That so. is awesome. And I'm sure that makes you feel better just in itself, you know, side effects of medications just suck in general. So you never know what, what was the issue to begin with, but the fact that you're able to, you know, really kind of decrease that medication list, it's a huge plus for bariatric surgery. And of course, everything else you just named today. Yes. So those are all the things. Well, I'm super, super proud of you. I'm so happy you were on today. Maybe we can do another one in a year or so. Um, to see where you're at and you can tell us all about your mud runs and all this kick-ass stuff that you're doing with your new body and everything. That's great. Yes, Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, happy to have you on today. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and we will chat with you soon. All righty. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Level Up Bariatrics podcast. If you feel you have a great story you'd like to share about your weight loss surgery experience, reach out and let me know. You too can help inspire others to take charge and live a happier, healthier life you all deserve. Until next time.